This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, December 15th, 2021, and you're listening to another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host, Paul Zartman. Paul, a little chilly tonight. A little, little yeah. winter air. Winter, winter is, is coming. It or is it coming. came, depending on how you want to look at it. Right. It is coming, or in AEW's case, it has came. Uh Fun show tonight from the Dallas, yes. Texas area. Yes, perfect arena to do winners coming in because you know Texas doesn't get winter. <laughs> Just like Florida last year at Daly's place and the snow yeah. fell and Sting made his debut. Hard to believe that was a year ago already. I know. I cannot believe that Sting's been here for a year. Um at times I want to go, man, I can't believe it's already been a year. And then there's other times where I'm like, man, it's only been a year. Right. Right. That's a good point. You can say that about a lot of things going on in AEW, I feel like. But uh, fun show tonight. Absolutely. Before we get into that, there was something that happened Friday night on Rampage that I want to get your opinion on. That All was right. a long awaited debut of Hook. <laughs> Hook has Hook's, arrived. Hook's debut against Fuego del Sol Friday. Oh, it was good. I. Uh, I knew with how long they made us wait, this had to be good. Fuego or Hook had to be good, and he was. I mean, there were points, though, that I'm sitting there looking at this kid going, are we sure he's old enough to be in that ring? But he just came in, and he rocked the house. I believe he's 21 or 22. He's the second youngest roster member behind Dante Martin, who's 20. Yeah. Um, but man, he there's something about him. He looked the part. He looked smooth, and I mean, you can tell the AW crowd's behind him because look today what happened. He um, uh, unset CM Punk as the top selling pro wrestling tee T-shirt for the first time since August 20th. Yes, congratulations, Hook. You make your debut. You get some merchandise, and it sells out. And literally, all the shirt says is Hook. Yeah. It's just plain hook. That's it. Crowd, the crowd loves him, and the crowds loved him for months before he even made his debut. I know. It's hard to stay part of uh, the heel team of Team Taz as a crowd favorite. 
you know, the guy I feel bad for this is uh, Ricky Starks. Like, oh, this poor kid. Ricky. <laughs> yeah, Ricky got overlooked for Brian Cage. Then he got overlooked for Powerhouse Hobbs. Now he's being overlooked for Hook. <laughs> I mean, the poor guy might as well just start his own faction and call it, I've been overlooked. Even though, yeah. uh, spoiler alert, he's going to be one of my uh, breakout stars for 2022. Ooh. Dark, so, Ooh. We'll, we'll uh, talk uh, more in detail about that in, in our episode in two weeks on the 29th on our last episode of 2021. Yeah, I got to start putting my list together. No. But I forgot. Spoiler, there's there's one of mine right there. So, all right. Uh, but man, what a way we kicked off the show tonight. Got to be honest, didn't see the show starting with the AW World uh, Championship being defended. I thought that would end the show tonight. I figured uh, even going into this show, I'm going, man, we don't have any of this card there are three matches there's no way this is the entire card um i figured we'd do the uh dynamite diamond match uh and then we'd have some unannounced matches we'd hit that nine nine o'clock mark we'd get our women's match and then we'd get our main event right after now being we, got title. Four, we got four matches tonight we got a instant classic hour long um Match to start, then we got a squash match, then our women's match, then our then our main event for the diamond ring. But I, th- I saw somewhere on Twitter, I don't. It was a verified account. It had all four of these matches advertised, but also had announcement for the Owen Hart Cup, and we didn't yeah. get that tonight. No, I, there's been nothing for the Owen Hart Cup. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I wish I could go back and see who tweeted it. I'm going to try to find it real quick because it was a verified account, and that's why I liked it ah. on Twitter because um, I wanted to make sure it wasn't a, I don't want to say spam account. Fan, but yeah, a fan-made uh, thing. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find that real quick. But uh, get, get, while I'm doing that, give us some of your thoughts on the opening match. I know we'll, we'll recap okay. it in details. Yeah. What do you think yeah. about it? I'll do that while you do this. I mean, it was a great match from start to finish. Um, I think we were about five, ten minutes into this, and I went, this is ending in an unclear finish. There's no way they're going to have either one of these two eat the L. And uh, I was honestly surprised when I heard five minutes remaining. I went, whoa, they are going to do this. There's no way. And then there were just, it was just close finish after close finish after close finish. I have never seen so many two counts in a match that I can recall. I mean, there may have been at some point, you know, maybe a 60 man or 60 minute Iron Man match. But other than that, there were a lot of two counts in this. I was glad for that. I was excited, honestly. You know, I cannot find the tweet. So maybe whoever posted it took it down. I don't know. But Could have happened. Yeah, like like you said, a great match start to finish had me on my edge of my seat. I mean, a lot of times it's hard for me to sit through an hour-long match, like an Iron Man match or something, but these two uh, made it very compelling. I loved the storytelling within the match. I loved uh, uh, Ryan Danielson working over Hangman's shoulder and Hangman working on Danielson's shin after Danielson got a little too cocky and hit the mm-hmm. ring post with, uh, with a kick. Um, I love the cocky side of of, of um, Brian Danielson tonight. Um, I thought that was going to cost him a couple times, being a little too overconfident yeah. and cocky. And then part of me thought it was going to cost Hangman when Hangman was kicking 
uh, Danielson's head in. I thought Danielson was going to reverse it for a, for a roll-up. That didn't happen. Yeah, when he let go to do that last kick, I went, all right, here's where he flips it around into something or, you know, an ankle lock or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, two clear F-bombs by both guys tonight. Oh, yeah. Dan- I'm going to kick his head in. And I went, wow, TNT, you did not catch that. Both and And, well, if you uh, right after that, not right after uh, the first one, but he goes, you. And I'm like, dude, TNT, pay attention. That's a hefty fine if you, uh, somebody complains about you letting the F bomb fly on primetime television. Add it to the match. And Tony's got a deep wallet, so he doesn't care. Yeah, he's probably like, all right, there's three times that I've got to write a big check for now. Uh, Dad, I need a little extra cash this week. We saw Hangman get some color. We saw uh, Hangman uh, have a nasty, gnarly table spot. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that was the ring bell he hit. It sure looked like it. But when they showed it after the match, somebody had the ring bell when he was on the ground. So I don't know if they picked it up after, if they pulled it right before. But, I mean, his head's coming down, and that ring bell's still there. I don't know how he missed it if he did. Yep. Yep, and then towards the end of the match, like I was saying earlier, we we saw Danielson stomping Page's face in multiple times. Then he went for the uh, bazooki knee, I believe is how you pronounce it, but Cage count, or Page countered it into another dead eye. Uh, Hangman went for the pin, but Danielson kicked out. Then uh, Page began stomping Danielson's head in with his boot. He went for the buckshot lariat, but Danielson countered it into the bell lock. Really thought Page might tap out there, but uh, he stayed alive. We had less than a minute left. Page hit another buckshot lariat, and uh, we reached the time limit after he hit that second one. He had back-to-back buckshots. So the crowd booed heavily. Oh, Uh, yeah. And quickly into the five more minutes chant. Yeah. But uh, what do you you think the ending tells us about these two guys going forward? I mean, I think think a rematch is in store eventually. Oh, a rematch is in store. This is a feud that's not done yet. And... Be prepared because at any time these two are going to go at it again. You think this is uh, something we could see a battle of the belts, or do you think it's something we could see a revolution? Could be both. Could be. Could I be. mean, you know, who's not to say Daniel Danielson's been through a lot worse. Um, I don't recall the last time he did a 60-minute match, but uh, not many people do these days. So the fact that they got to do that tells me there's so much more in store for these two when it comes to their feud that has begun quickly. Well, just think about Brian Danielson's um, year this year. I mean, he may have been at WrestleMania with Edge and Roman Reigns. Then he uh, had the Grand Slam match against Kenny Omega that went 30 minutes to a time draw. And then tonight, I mean, my goodness, what a year that guy's had. And another storyline that I could see um coming out of this feud or maybe hangman builds on this is uh so uh in the year 2021 you haven't been able to get the big one every time you fought for a belt you have lost you Mm. can't do it anymore so and maybe this will start to make him kind of question oh do i still have what it takes Mm. to win the Mm. big one and i think there's at least two more storylines coming from this. Because the thing Hangman kept bringing up is he did what uh, Brian couldn't do. He beat Kenny. Mm-hmm. Very true. So, Very true. 
But this this was the best Heyman match I've 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 ever seen. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, two years ago when he went against Jericho, he wasn't ready for something like this. Right. So the fact, you know, that he didn't become the first ever like he claimed was perfect because yep. we wouldn't have gotten this 60 minute match had Correct. he been the first champion. Correct. It was officially the longest match in AEW history. Where do you rank it, Paul, in your rankings as far as best overall match? Ooh. Um, I think it's got to be up there. I mean, it was a yeah. classic. I mean, it, it reminded me why I love professional wrestling, a match like that did tonight. It's in my top five for sure, and yeah. probably my top three even. Yeah. So, I, I think my favorite still is Double or Nothing 2019 Cody Dustin. That ma- that match yes. just hit me right in my core, and I, yep, I, I I just haven't seen one that got me that emotionally involved since. Yeah, that is my number one favorite AEW match of all time, mm-hmm. and I don't see anything beating it. I mean, we've had some great tag matches, but I, I put tag matches on a different spectrum. I mean, yes, the Bucks singles the competition at, at all out this year, the Bucks and the Lucha Bros at double or nothing 2019 and in all out 2019 uh, Bucks and uh, FTR 2020 full gear. Um, there's been so many good ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the how can I forget the Bucks against <laughs> uh, Kenny and Hangman at 2020 Revolution? Mm, that might have been the best was... one of them all. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, a lot of we've seen a lot of good ones. We're uh, pretty fortunate that AEW's given us what we want. So yes, because they listen to their fans. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, after that, we got speaking of the Young Bucks, the Super Click doing a backstage segment along with Bobby Fish. Uh, they're burying the best friends. Uh, they challenged the best friends to an eight-man tag match on Rampage this week. Then Adam Cole says that he has a great Christmas gift to give the Young Bucks next week on the Christmas Bash episode. What do you think that's going to be? Holiday match. <clears throat> well, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's the six man tag belt. Ooh, could be. I'm thinking, see these initials? You mm-hmm. kind of make the P into an R there. KOR Kyle O'Reilly would be my prediction next week. Okay. All right. All right. But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not going to be who I want it to be. I mean, they're bad guys. They need a villain, but that ain't going to happen. No, I, I I've still, come to the conclusion yeah. that we're not going to see a villain in AEW. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, yeah. He's wrestling uh, foreign countries right now. So, and doing great from what yep. I've seen. Yep. So uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I think I think O'Reilly eventually joins. I, I think we get a you know a new undisputed era versus the Bucks and Kenny down the line. I think I, that's what we get. I did see. Um, hey, I'm pretty sure it was fan made, but it had the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, and uh, Kevin O'Reilly on a T-shirt, and it said the Undisputed Super Elite or something yeah. like that. Yeah, we'll see. I could see them all being if, if O'Reilly does come over. I could see them all being like a big group for a little bit, and then there's a split up internally when Kenny comes back. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because Adam's already taken over. I mean, mm-hmm. that's clear. Yep. We then got a match that was advertised ahead of time: Matt Seidel versus Wardlow, along with Sean Spears. Uh, this is your classic uh, squash match. The bell rang. Seidel got a few strikes in, but Wardlow quickly ended it with a couple power bombs. I think he hit three. Spears was wanting him to end it after two, 
but Warlow lets the crowd hit another one. Uh, Spears um, said they didn't get paid by the hour. That's why he wanted, wanted uh, Warlow to end it quickly. But then afterwards, Spears hit Seidel with multiple chair shots and kind of had a weird look on his face. He got like a almost sexual pleasure from hitting hitting him with a chair. He is he the some, chairman uh, after all. Yes, he, he got some, like a nice release from it. And then Spears answers the cell phone, uh, says they need to go and pick up some champagne, have it ready for MGF so they can celebrate his victory over Dante, Dante Mar- Martin. Warlow's somewhat irritated by all this. And Warlow was on Busted Open today and did a good interview in character. And he, he was pretty much saying, I mean, he it's coming. It's, it's, it's coming. And he pretty much said 2022 is going to be his year. And he pretty much said he's going to be bigger than Punk and, and uh, Brian Danielson because just look at him. That's what he yeah. said. And I saw that story, um, and I figured you already knew about it, so I didn't send it to you. <laughs> I saw it, like, right as Wardlow's music hit, and with the comment that cracked me up that was underneath this, and it may have been the person who posted it. Um, no, it was a comment. If they do this, it needs to be a long, drawn-out storyline. Don't just have him flip on him. I'm going, have you not watched in the last two years? <laughs> I, yeah, mean, I mean, seriously. I mean, they could pull the trigger any week, and I think a lot of us would be fine with it, but they're going to buy a few more seats. So I think we'll get it by summertime. Oh, yeah. It'll be June, July Mm -hmm. of 2022 for sure. I'm I'm ready to. I enjoy watching it every week. He he has me glued to the TV. I got to stop what I'm doing no matter what and then watch. Oh, yeah. Even if you know it's a squash match, you're like, I just got to watch him squash this guy. We think on a promo setting up a match between Tay Conte and Penelope Ford. They're going to have a submission match on Rampage. Rampage loaded card this week. Yeah. They're getting almost as many loaded matches as Dynamite is. They literally will have, I think, four matches this week. That equals what we saw on Dynamite tonight. But nobody's going 60 minutes. Correct. If they did, it'd be the whole show. Exactly. We've seen Kitty and uh, Christian go 30. Yeah. On Dynamite. Or on Rampage. That was still to me the best match we've seen on Rampage to date. So, mm-hmm. Which, speaking of Christian, we haven't seen him on TV lately. I guess he was on two weeks ago at Dress Express, but haven't seen him in a match since uh, Full Gear. So, I'm wondering if there's an injury that he doesn't want to admit or that backstage knows but doesn't want the fans to know. Could be. We then got a vignette from Malachi Black, and he indicates that someone has joined the House of Black. And I think I figured out, I think most of AW fans kind of figured out through the words who that's going to be. Mm-hmm. I think it's Sir Brody King, who is tag team champion partners with Malachi in Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Um, yeah. And uh, Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net broke a story during dynamite tonight and and i i trust this guy because cassidy is the one who broke the brian danielson signing with aw story that became correct so he's got good credibility he says that brody king has signed with aw okay so all right it has been since thanksgiving and you know here's the thing i was sitting there i love little vignettes from malachi black even you know since he debuted so many things he said in there is exactly what he said during the interview when I interviewed him that I'm like, man, this guy just keeps it all in his brain. He's got to, you know, Oh, what is a house without members? It's not just a foundation. It's mortar foundation. Yeah. And I'm like, 
you said those exact same words to mm-hmm. me. I was like, this is great. No, it was. I thought the same thing. I'm like, yep, this is exactly what he was talking to Paul about. And mm-hmm. and this is what he wanted to do in WWE. But they had to sit behind a, a, a locked door like Mr. Rogers and talk about coming and knock on his door. and Knock on my door if you want to face me. Yeah, yeah. So... But I got to give it to the man. He sold it. He made it creepy. Oh, he tried. Yep. He tried to do what he was given and tried to make the best of it. So, but I'm, I'm really enjoying what they're doing with his character and everybody involved in the storyline, too. Oh, yeah. Then we got the woman's match of the night, uh, the third match between these two ladies, Akira Shida and Serena Deeb. This was a fun women's match. I was actually excited for this match. Normally, rubber matches, I'm not a big fan of. Uh, unless there's a good storyline. There wasn't a huge storyline with these two, but I was excited for it just because I knew this was a grudge match. It was going to get down and dirty, and it was going to get down and dirty quick. Yeah, I wasn't surprised by the win. Um, Kurashida going over Serena Deeb, but it was still a fun back-and-forth match. Towards the end, we saw Deeb hit a neckbreaker, but when she went for a third, Sheeta countered it and hit Deeb with the Falcon Arrow. Deeb then put Sheeta in a single-leg crab hold, uh, but Serena and, and, and Cheetah both exchanged some strikes and uh, Deeb gained control. Deeb exposed the top turnbuckle, but Sheeta hit Deeb with the jackknife, which got to one, two, three. And with only one foot on the mat, too, yep. for Sheeta. So props to her for pulling something like that off. Yep. It was it was a good women's match. One of oh, the better it ones was. you've seen in weeks. I have uh, not seen uh, Aubrey Edwards get involved before the bell rang in a while. And so it was nice to hear just, Hey, 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 hey back it up, back it yep. up. Stop this. Yep. Well, it's a personal rivalry between those two. So I like that. I hate to say it, but I don't think we're done yet. I'm fine with it. Every match they put on is good. So absolutely. After the match, we saw Shivani in, in interviewing the varsity blondes, which just had Griff Garrison and uh, Brian Pillman jr. No Julia Hart. They talk about Malachi Black and what he did to Julia Hart. Brian Pillman uh, tells Griff Garrison to think it through and not let this guy get into your head. So once again, Malachi is getting into the heads of people, making them turn on their partners almost. Uh, Griff tells uh, Pillman that uh, Julia is a sister to them. And if, if, if you don't fight, I will. He says he will break Malachi's jaw next week. Yeah, good luck with that, Griff. Uh, yeah, in the words of uh, Johnny Hungy, who the is Griff Garrison? Well, and I think that's what Malachi is going to be thinking. That's probably, you know, Malachi's probably going, who the, who is this guy? He's no, going to get destroyed next week. Yeah. Which is the only advertised match so far for next week. Uh, At this point, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Probably find out more Friday. But uh, we got a well, video. I meant at this point in the show. We got a match at the tail end of the show. Oh, if you're you right. You're right. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> we got a video highlight package of Hook from last week's uh, Rampage, which he made his debut. We, we talked about that at the start of the show. Yeah, and uh, they talked to Taz a little bit, basically about being a proud daddy. That was cool. That was cool. <laughs> I love the shot somebody took of when Hook was walking down the rampway. Uh, Taz was standing up at commentary clapping. That was really yeah. cool. Yeah. I, you know, and I know Jr. is great and all, and wish him the best right now in his um, battle with skin cancer. And I'm looking forward to hearing him on commentary again here in two weeks, assuming he can return and do that again. But 
I like this three-man team of Excalibur, Taz, and Shivani. They work really I do well too. together. Yes, yeah, because Shivani and Taz have like this unspoken rivalry between the two of them, and then both of them just always seem to tell Excalibur to shut up. Yep. <laughs> so it, it, I think it works. It was, I think it was, you know, a lot of these guys did those 3 a.m. dark tapings when they had to do so much taping last yeah. year in Georgia, and I think they really built some chemistry through that. Yep. We then got the main event, uh, the Diamond Dynamite Diamond Ring Finals match between Dante Martin and MJF. But before the match, MJF came out, cut a promo running down Texas. He then talked about how CM Punk could only talk about sports teams in his promos. He then said CM Punk is the new Ryback. Yeah. Take some shots and says he is the future of the business. It always seems they pull out a dig in, on WWE almost every week. What did you think about this one, throwing Ryback in the mix? <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. It was, again, it was one of those that was just perfect. It was late. It wasn't forced. They're doing it the right way. But Ryback has started asking his fans, at least on TikTok, where should I end up? And a lot of people are saying AEW. And he even did a little video where he basically said, you know, maybe I will be all elite. You know, I thought about a year ago, I was really listening to his podcast and watching his YouTube stuff. And before he kind of went off the rails for a little bit and lost my interest. And I thought he's still maybe, off the rails. I thought he would be all elite, but now I don't see a fit for him in the company. And I don't know. It's been this long. He keeps rehabbing and trying to get healthy to come back somewhere. I don't know when that's going to be. Well, I don't know if he did it on either his podcast or his uh, YouTube channel, but he did do like a two and a half minute video on TikTok where basically he said, you know, yeah, I was in WWE. I left because I was injured. I kept fighting through my injury. And it's the same story we hear from all these guys. You know, mm -hmm. I had to keep going. I had this massive injury, but I had to keep going because it didn't require surgery. And, and now I'm out of the company and now I'm getting it all taken care of. And people are like, you should have done this years ago. And I couldn't, my boss wouldn't let me. Yeah. As long as VKM, Vincent Kenny McMahon is alive and running WWE, Ryback will not be a part of that company. No. So no. I don't know where he'll eventually end up if anywhere, but I don't really want to see it in AEW, to be honest. Uh, send him to ROH, or they just had the uh, the new group formed. Well, ROH isn't a thing anymore. I mean, they say they're going to come well, back in April. I'll believe when I see it. Honestly, I, yeah. think, I think it's done. Um, but no, the new group, the Free the Narrative group, Adam Shear, um, Killer Cross, he's going by now instead of Carrion, and EC3. We could see them show up in a promotion at any time. I know um, Impact really wanted share, and of course they've had a good relationship with EC3, but things didn't end so well for Scarlet and Killer Cross. So I don't, I don't know if those three will be popping up in Impact. But I tell you, I like how those three are together because as a collective unit, I think they're more intriguing than themselves as single talents. So yeah, um, if they play this right way, it could be a huge storyline throughout the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and then the main event happened, like we said. Uh, Dante Martin, I could watch this kid all day, every day, 24-7, 365. He's so smooth in the ring. Um, even the moonsault, which is unbelievable, that he kind of hit. He got his knee in the face of MGF, but he pretty much missed it. That was still incredible just to even attempt to pull off. 
Um, towards the end of the match, we saw Dante lose some focus, allowing MGF to lock in the salt of the earth, and Dante ended up tapping out. So MGF won his third Dynamite Diamond Ring. After the match, FTR came out to celebrate with MGF, uh, start beating up uh, Dante Martin. Then the lights went out. I thought for sure, Paul, we were getting them boys. I thought the Briscoes were coming out. I was getting very excited. And then it was Steen and Darby. I got to admit, I was just going to be like, oh, lights to go out for these guys. Right. I thought with the, you know, hear me out mm-hmm. as uh, as just a fan, not somebody who does a podcast or anything. I thought, all right, the Ryback mentioned the lights go out. Is it Ryback? Because this is a show that last year we got a debut from Sting. Yeah. It was the most talked about show until probably Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I I thought for sure this was going to be a debut, and I thought, well, man, they mentioned Ryback; it'd be too easy for that. But yeah, I thought the Briscoes for sure with the Twitter exchanges those two are doing as recently as yesterday. Um, uh, them showing up at Final Battle, uh, FTR that is, and fighting the Briscoes. I mean, I'll be shocked if the Briscoes don't show up within the next month on AEW television because uh, one of the Briscoe brothers. Um, even mentioned Tony Khan yesterday on Twitter, like yeah, two or three times in his little minute and a half spiel. So um, I want to see it. I, I want to see the Briscoes and AEW. There's so much tag talent they could go against, um, starting with FTR. But I was just a little disappointed because I feel like they didn't need the lights to go out and come back on for Darby and Sting. They could have just done the lights down a little bit, had Snowfall and, and Sting's music hit, or even Darby's music hit and come out. But I think they did it on purpose, teasing, which, which everybody thought it might be the Briscoes or maybe uh, Wyndham. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Somebody, you know? Yeah, so, with the uh, – well, everybody's got their uh, cell phone flashlights on. I went, yeah. uh-huh, he's back. Nope, I was wrong. No, we were all wrong. I think we were all just kind of let down. But then uh, – so Darby and Sting are trying to make the save. They're getting beat up too, and then the crowd starts chanting CM Punk. CM Punk's music hits. He runs out with Sting's baseball bat. FTR and MJF get out of the ring. Um, Punk goes to check on Darby and and Sting and challenges MJF and FTR to a six-man tag match. That's uh, next week. Yep, and that was the match that uh, Tony Khan just signed, even though they kept telling us a big match announcement for next week. Yeah, that 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 was annoying because I'm like, we're then showing like, okay, this is what he was talking about, and even though he's not making the announcement, it's like, yeah, he never is. Shivani makes the announcement on behalf of Tony Khan. Yeah, TK stays off TV, which is perfect. You know, I like he comes out, he welcomes the fans, he sends them home happy. He doesn't need to be on TV, right? Right. Let us have that in live or in person moment with him, and that be it. Yep. But the fun show overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Different pace of show, just because the first match lasted an hour. <laughs> Which, yeah. Got to got to give a shout out to SRS Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful earlier today. He teased everybody with a gif of sixty minutes. And everybody <laughs> was wondering what he was talking about. I even thought. Is he going to say that the title match is going to go an hour tonight? And then, like, at the end of the title match, he had another gift in reference to 60 minutes. I'm like, yep, that's what it was. Yeah. So he's, he's, yep. He also broke the news today. Fightful did. Uh, Kevin Owens 
um, formerly known as Kevin Sting on the Indies, re-signed with WWE. So it sounded like, I mean, I don't know his intentions or anything, but it sounded like they thought even if he came eligible to be a free agent, AEW couldn't have matched the offer that WWE gave him, whatever it was. So he mm. must have got paid pretty well. He might be one of those guys that Vince will pay way more than sure. he needs to pay just to keep him on the roster. Right. And I think that probably means that probably helps Sammy Zane's chances of staying with the company too. Oh yeah, because if Kevin leaves, Sammy's gone. But I, so. like I said, I think Kyle O'Reilly's eventually going to be all elite, maybe as early as next week. And Johnny Gargano, uh, we'll see where he pops up about March or April. But the fact that he already has a WWE. Twitch account, he already got a Twitch account and pro wrestling T store going. Mm. So. You can't Maybe do that not. WWE. Yeah. So, yeah. In, in the fact that he got that up within hours after he became a free agent, he already had that planned. So, yeah. Maybe so he just becomes a stay at home dad for a while. He could. And I mean, I guess he can always take those down and then re sign with WWE. But that just made me think he's going to he's gonna go in the Indies for a little while or maybe even AEW. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, he very I well it, could. You know, it's C2, uh, uh, C2E2, I think it's called. C2. Yep. Um, Chicago Comic Con. Yeah, some people asked about Johnny Gargano potentially joining the company, and Adam Cole pretty much said he'd love to go against them. Billy Gunn said he'd love to go against them, but he only comes up to his waist. So it was well, uh, it was good. And, and Adam Cole was asked about Kyle O'Reilly too, and he said he had no idea what Kyle was going to do, but he said he'd love the team with Kyle and Bobby again. So yeah, we'll see what happens. We will. We will. It's the uh, undisputed. <laughs> and your guy uh, CD Christopher Daniels uh, Said he wants to get back in the ring At AEW but uh, Said that the roster so stacked There might not be a place for him right now But he said if, if they want him to he'll be ready Yep and uh, you know he's mentioned Openly a few times uh, Still still dealing with some uh, Eye troubles oh, from, Still gnarly looking but, Yeah yep. So yeah he'll be uh, He'll heal up pretty soon And uh He'll debut or return when nobody expects it. Because I haven't seen him since SU broke up with the loss of the Bucks. And I think it'll be the fallen one. Yeah. I think we'll get the fallen angel when he comes back. Music when he came out and said the SU music. So, yep. All right, Paul. uh, uh, Yeah. With rating first. Rating for the show. Okay. All right. Um, I'm actually going to go with a solid nine. Nine? Niner? Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, I know we only had four matches, but that first hour, man, that did it for me right there. Instant it was classic. a solid. I mean, that's why and, we watch yep. professional wrestling. Instant classic reignited. If you were starting to lose hope in professional wrestling, that match will reignite it for you if you have not seen it yet. You know, I'm so sick of the ratings talk. I am so sick of ratings talk. Who cares? With with DVR and streaming, everything gets calculated differently now. Just watch your wrestling. Watch what you like. Yes. Shut up and enjoy it. God, there's yeah. so much bitching about ratings. This product and this product. I don't care if you watch WWE. Like, I know you don't, Paul, or at least too much. Right. But if you did, I wouldn't care. I want you to watch yeah. what you enjoy. And I'm not going to judge you on that at all. I mean, jeez. Yep. God. Yeah, and like, you know, with the ratings thing, I will have YouTube TV. That doesn't count right away. Mm-hmm. So, because, I mean, there's, it's like a 
45, well, 50 Nielsen, second delay. The Nielsen ratings have been so screwed oh. up for years. Yeah. Tell me about it. And, and as long as TNT and TBS, Turner's happy, who cares? Exactly. Who cares? Yeah. They're you're, saying, as long as you know, you're selling good merch and you're selling good ticket sales to your shows, you're doing something right. So. Sold out arena after sold out arena after sold out arena when some people can only fill half the arena. Mm-hmm. Maybe they should bring their venues down a little bit so exactly. they could say sold out. Exactly. As AEW is probably starting to look at even bigger ones than they have been at. Yep. I did see AEW. I'm glad you brought that up real quick before I get my rating because for Revolution, they are going to a smaller arena. They were going to go to the Amway Center where the Orlando Magic played. Now they scaled it back to an arena that's about half that size. So they'll fill it out to the brim. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing I like, you know, they want to have those sold out shows. They want everybody to be able to come, but they know they're not at, you know, they couldn't sell out um, the Jacksonville stadium. Can't think right. of the name. Um, um, yeah. Right next door to Daly's place. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's something. Yeah. Yeah, something, yeah. Yeah. But they know they can't sell that out yet. Right. Something that size. So they're not going to try. Right. Why try when you know you're not there yet? And that's what I give TK a lot of credit for. Yeah, it's a company that's still young. I mean, they don't have a 50-year head start or whatever like the WWE. And, and they did sell at the United Center on a freaking rumor. So yeah, they can sell it. And they sold out Arthur Ashe. So, yep. I mean, they can once in a while sell out nice venues they're just not going to do stadium shows yet and maybe eventually they will right right yeah give them time they'll be there just, yep. just bear with them yep. jeez people yep. i'm going with a <laughs> solid eight tonight for tonight's show. okay all right uh, i enjoyed it a lot um just a couple nitpick things here and there but uh eight's a pretty solid grade for me i haven't been high on on the eights in a while it's been like seven ish range so yeah, I don't know the next time I'll give away another nine, but yeah, nine nine's pretty darn good. That's yeah, good. You, your face when I said nine, you're like, wait, what? As you should be. These dynamite events should be these these special mm-hmm. events. So, yep. The next, um, I, mean, I feel like they're going to put pedal in the metal. The next couple weeks could be good shows, and once the TBS switch happens in January, we're gonna we're gonna be off to the races. Oh yeah, I think that's what they're trying to do is just kind of keep the storylines they've got going now. So if maybe you don't catch it every week on TNT, but you get TBS and not TNT for some strange reason, a lot of streaming services offer TBS but not TNT. That's one reason. Well, um, and it sounds like these quarterly specials are going to be called every time Battle of the Belts. They're not going to change the okay. name, so it's going to be okay. kind of a play on the old Clash of Champions. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like. I like that. Yeah, cool. I do too. I agree with that. That's a good good move. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to ask the hard-hitting question. Not yeah. a whole lot of people to pick between tonight. Yeah. Your wrestler of the night. I don't do this very often, but I got to go with two guys, and that's that's this is the cop-out easy answer. It's Hangman Adam Page and Brian Danielson. I don't know how you can't choose both of them tonight. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. But you have to. There, there's just no way. I mean, ooh, MJF, he won his third Dynamite Diamond. Okay, you know what? We knew that was coming. Yeah, he'd be a 20-year-old. Yeah. Which so, yeah, could be I, I'm, business, but I mean. Right. I'm right there with you. I'm going with yeah. Hangman and Danielson. I mean, no, there's nobody else you can pick. And that it's was two. a super match. I mean, yes. one of the best. Yes. I, you know, I've. I think I think I'll put in my top three of single matches for AEW. Yeah. I think I will. Yep, it's right up there with my top three. Yeah, that was that was a fun one. So, 
yeah looking forward to uh what's coming in the future for aw again they're still a young company rampage Remember, be fun friday night oh man 10-man tag match eight-man tag match eddie Oof. proud and powerful and the lucha brothers take my yeah. money now yeah i know i don't even care who's on the opposite side take no. my money. which is exactly is 2.0 plus um two others I didn't catch who it was. And they pulled it up on the graphic, and I don't remember who it was. I was in the process of um, moving some things to get ready to podcast, so I didn't catch who the opponents were. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember off the top of my head. It might have uh, been, uh, been Blade and somebody else. Uh, Could have been. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can find it real quick. I'm sure you're probably doing the Which exact same Which of the uh, Hardy family office, I do want to say, Fifo Select said that the Butcher tore his bicep when he came back for that one match. Ooh. And Mark Quinn's been off TV for a couple months with an injury as well. So that's okay. why we haven't seen those two guys. Um, and also, in Helico, it hasn't been used for a while of TH2. They said he's still in the company for now. Yeah, I saw uh, a little picture of him here recently. Um, I don't remember where I saw it. He will be one that's not getting his contract renewed. Uh, Which really, they haven't done much with TH2. Well, you know, let's not forget why. And and Jack Evans, hopefully he's okay. I mean, yeah, I haven't seen anything anything else on that down in Mexico. Yeah. By the way, uh, just so we're aware, Wyndham is trending on Twitter right now. Is he? Yes. Uh, so is Excalibur <laughs> and Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Oh, t- Tony said there's a lot of surprises coming, so we got to watch every week. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find the card, but I can't. So I cannot report who it was. <laughs> Well, let me see if I can do some digging real quick. All right. While you do some digging real quick, I'm going to take this moment to talk about something else. Um, Just so everybody is aware of this tonight, you were originally supposed to be joined by Rip Ryerson, had a conflict of interest, couldn't be here tonight. Uh, But he wanted me to pass along some information for you about the Functified Wrestling Federation. Uh, This is a company based out of Warsaw. So if you're in the area, come check it out. Um, they've got a show this Saturday, uh, doors open at six o'clock. Bell time is at seven. Um, it is going to be an absolutely great show. It is called the fight because the fight before Christmas is this Saturday show. Again, doors open at six bell time, seven o'clock. It's a stacked card. Indie wrestling at its finest. You're going to want to come to the CCAC, the uh, County council athletic complex, check it out. And uh, they are expanding as of right now. They have four shows set for Columbia city in January, May, August, and November of next year. And then there's probably a good uh, another 20 matches that will be taking place at the CCAC. If, uh, you're listening to us right now and you want to know more about Functified Wrestling Federation, uh, search them up on uh, Facebook, Functified Wrestling Federation. You can probably search FWF as well and it'll come up. Uh, or search up Rip Ryerson Jr., uh, Scott Alexander, a couple of guys that you'll be able to find some information on pretty quickly to tie into Functified an old Wrestling. graphic, but I can bring it up there. Yeah, that's from Strive to Survive. That was See? From November 27th. 
Yep. There's that that Rip Ryerson guy again. Yep. Man. Kind of looks familiar. I know, right? Hmm. Um, but uh, for the CCAC shows, it all kicks off uh, January 15th with New Year's Funk 8. So that's uh, sounding like it's going to be a good show. Again, this Saturday, you've got Twas the Fight Before Christmas. And as we talk about those uh, that same matchup basically will be taking place again. Only the belts on the other side now. Okay, so um, we're getting a rematch between Damon Easterday and Scott Alexander. Yes, we are. Scott Alexander is going to defend yep. his title against uh, former champion Damian Easterday. The this F is for the cruiserweight championship. Yep, uh, Damian says that uh, rips the reason that Scott has the belt, and Scott says, "Nope, it was all me." So they're gonna hash it out again and see if they can get to the bottom of this uh, as these guys battle it out once more. There's a lot more on the card as well. And um, there's a special Christmas seminar as well uh, that will be taking place from 3.30 to 5.30 p.m. with a little guy out of Cleveland by the name of J-Rock Daddy. Now, if you yeah. followed... If you have followed ROH, you will have seen this gentleman before. And... Uh, one of the new wrestling coaches for Functified Wrestling Federation is none other than former Impact star Congo Kong. Mm. So, big guy, great guy, super, super nice guy. Uh, lots of good matches on this card for this Saturday. But, uh, yeah, we'll see uh, Damian Easterday take on Scott Alexander. Shady Chris Zion will take on Red Rum. Red Rum will have Frankie Vegas with him in his corner and so much more. So much more. One thing for Rampage Friday. I yes. I forgot to mention the return of Dan Lambert. Oh. <laughs> well, that show just went downhill quick. <laughs> That's the exact reaction I was hoping I'd get from you. Yes. I still never found out the two guys teaming with uh, 2.0. I, I did yeah. not find out, but I forgot about good old fat face Lambert coming back. Yeah. Yeah. There's some other words for him, but we'll leave that on the table. Uh, but yeah, um, as we're talking about, it was the fight before Christmas. We'll see Ryan Paradise take on uh, Dio Salvador. And then we've also got, if I can get to it here through the sponsors. Pastor Pulse taking on the returning Tank. Tank took some time off. He's back with a vengeance. He's trying to take out Pastor Pulse, who is uh, Cletus Farmer's kind of protege, so to speak. Uh, then we'll see CFR taking on J-Rock. Uh, Haas Hoxley will take on SWAT team member number 49. Now, uh, that'll be a good one. The SWAT team is huge. There's like 99 guys on the SWAT team, I think. And uh, they're always willing to take on anybody. We'll see Legendary defend their FWF Tag Team Championship belts. How many matches belts. on this card? My goodness. Oh, oh man. It's it's a pay-per-view size card. <laughs> uh, but uh, they will be taking on Jason Levi and Chris Gordon. And then your main event is a blindfold match between Mr. Fitness and Officer Rod Street. Blindfold match? How's that? Blindfold match. Both members will be blindfolded. Um, I don't know if they're... I'm hoping they like put some type of rope on them so they know they're only so far away from each other. Uh, like blindfolds. 
maybe this will be the first blindfold match I've ever seen. Yeah. So yeah, you'll have to, I'm, you'll have to I'm interested. You have to let me know how that goes. Um, yeah. Real quick, uh, I got a text message from both of our a friend of both of ours, Austin Shepard, said is the acclaimed, hey. is the acclaimed who's partners with 2.0. So. Thank you, Austin. Yeah. I don't know how I missed that. So Anthony, <laughs> Max Cash should have known. Those. those guys have been kind of working together here lately. Yeah, but what sucks? That means they're going to lose again. <laughs> All they do is get, get losses on Rampage and Dynamite, and they're two Ruin very it. talented guys. Yeah, but that means we get Max Caster on the microphone. That's, that's true. That's true. Anytime we can get Max on the mic, it's pretty good. Yeah, so that's going to do it for FWF as well. So uh... <laughs> no, it, it looks. It sounds like a jam-packed show on uh, Saturday. Said it was twas the match. Twas the fight before fight, Christmas. Fight before Christmas. Yep. December 18th, doors open at 6, bells at 7 o'clock. Uh, first match will happen about five minutes after um, the ring announcer gets into the ring because we always take our time to read off our sponsors, and we've got plenty of them. Oh, yeah, you got to give thanks to everybody that makes the show possible. So. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, yeah, if you need more information, search up uh, Functified Wrestling Federation or hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, any social media, you can find me at Paul Zartman921. So ask away. Tanner, final thoughts for uh, KOP this week? Oh, just, uh, I mean, like, like I sound like a broken record now, but a uh, match like the <laughs> opening match tonight reminds me why I like pro wrestling and why I'm glad I didn't get out of my pro wrestling fandom in 2018 when I almost did. So, um, I don't know. It just, it just, it's, I still have to pinch myself sometimes that Brian Danielson, <laughs> CM Punk are in AEW. And, yeah. and we get matches like this on free television once in a while. From yeah, this is a great match. I'm looking forward to more of these. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the coming weeks. I mean, I think we're going to see some debuts soon. Looking forward to the transition over to TBS. I think that's going to be fun. Because um, I, I think they're going to change the look of the show a little bit. Mm, um, from that'll from be fun. comments Tony's made, I think they're going to change the look of a little bit. I don't know if that means a few uh, some different colors or just the presentation a little different, or I don't know what what it, what all he's talking about. But um, as long as we don't put commentary ringside, I'm good. No, I, I like it up there <laughs> on, the, on the side of the stage. I think that's perfect. Yep. Um, so yep. yeah, but uh, another fun show tonight. Like I said, I gave it eight out of ten. So. That's pretty solid ranking yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, with that, uh, be sure to check out Pro Wrestling Tees. Kicking Out Podcast has merchandise up there. We've got that Christmas shirt still available. Yeah. You get yourself a, a KOP Christmas-themed T-shirt. Probably won't little get wreath. it in time if you ordered it right now. But hey, No, but hey, you know what? Yeah, nobody's going to say anything. Yeah. You can say, you know, it's KOP. Yep. Who cares? There you go. You're rocking the KOP merch. You're supporting a great podcast and looking great by, while doing so. Uh, be sure to follow Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Uh, listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. If it happens to be Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a like and a review. That'll help us out a lot. Yeah, give us that Dave Meltzer five star rating, please. There we go. Go six star rating. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, be sure to follow Tanner Lee on all social media at Tanner Lee 92. Again, follow myself at Paul Zartman 921. And with that, for Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.